I'm Rick Hatchke, and this is the Catered Quiz. Today's contestant from Brooklyn, New York, the host of the Real Feels podcast, an actor, a writer, a producer, he does it all, Brad Gage. Now, here is the Catered Quiz. Brad Gage is our guest today. Brad, thank you for being what we call a congestant, a contestant slash guest. Bless you, Rick. Congestant. I don't know why, but it reminds me of uh, when that story that David Spade told at SNL 25 when he was trying to market black sheep by instead of saying bless you, he was saying black sheep. I don't know why that came to mind. See, I'm already, my, my brain's already going with trivia, you know? Yeah. And the thing is, you know, Brad, I don't know if you can talk about this, but you were once a, a trivia host. There were billboards <laughs> of you, Brad. I, I was the the most watered down version of HQ. No, it was um, it was called Quiz Biz, and it was on uh, an app uh, called Live Me. And I did. I have a. I had a billboard up for almost a year in in Hollywood, California. Now, now you're a contestant, but being on the other side, what was your experience like being a quiz master? Well, the 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 most work was taking the the questions and turning each of them into jokes because you can't just ask a question. Like you need to have some sort of. I, I and I don't, I'm not telling you this was for that job, but it was there were transitional elements. You know, you wanted to kind of sass it up a little bit, get some puns in there. So that was the most work. Um, and the hardest part was when the company pivoted towards crypto and the game show about general trivia moved into just trivia about educating people about crypto. So I, it became Quizbiz crypto edition for about three months and then they retired the project and I was out on the streets. Well, you know, Brad, we'll see what happens here with the catered quiz. <laughs> if we get a buyer, I'm, I'll consider talking exclusively about NFTs and different types of <laughs> coins and tokens. We'll see what happens here. Right now, it's a one-man operation. The exchange is I don't have a billboard, but there's not the, the looming threat of crypto talk on the catered quiz. <laughs> Fortune favors the bull. So, Brett, here's how the catered quiz works. I asked you, what do you want to be quizzed about? You provided me some topics, and I, I chose two of them, Saturday Night Live and Paul McCartney. And so what I've done is I've created a quiz, and how this quiz works is there are initially two rounds where I will ask, I say five questions, but it's actually six because there's a bonus after the first question. Each question is worth incremental points, and the points are all worth pennies. So today, you're playing for money, Brad. Oh, wow. Then, after the first two rounds, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back, and we'll have two final questions. The first is called the doubler, where it's a risk-free chance to double your score. Then, after the doubler, is the required risk, where you must risk at least one point. And... In addition to playing for money, Brad, you are also playing for a chance to come back at the end of the year for the Tournament of High Scores. 
where we will <laughs> crown a catered quiz champion. So there's a lot on the line with this quiz, Brad. I mean, my whole life, we're talking about SNL. Like I, I grew up and I wished and, and prayed to eventually be on SNL. Didn't happen. But the second wish was to be in the tournament of high scores. Uh, not champions. No, that's not no, champions. No, no. no, I don't know no, where you got none that None of us word. are champions. No. We're just high the scorers. The tournament of high scores. I'm still figuring out some things, but I do know that we will have a champion, at, or a winner at the end <laughs> of the year. A, a, a highest scorer. I got to say, you it, it does have an ear, inherent charm to it already because... You you're like what are you what do you think you're an expert in and when you say SNL and Paul McCartney I get I'm very excited because I I might I may eat my shoe I may eat my own shoe is that the phrase that that's what Werner Herzog has done at least that's once in did. his life yeah, yeah so exactly. uh, eat eat my hat eat my hat I think is where it came from originally is it eat my hat I mean an accessory I may eat crow yeah. Eat crow. Crow is the standard. Crow makes sense. But in sense. terms of clothing, I feel like hats and shoes are what you hear the most, not pants or ties or shirts. No. Yeah. I may leave hat in hand. Hat in hand for dinner tonight. And, and shoes on feet. Yes. Um, now I'm writing a Paul McCartney song from 1970. Just the dumbest shit. <laughs> Put your shoes on your feet. Put your hat in your hand. Uncle Rick will tell you who's the man. Ding dong, ding dong. Yeah. There was a little bit of like Uncle Albert in there, right? It was there. Uncle Albert meets um, Another Day. That, that was what I was doing. So, Brad, what would you like to be quizzed about first? Saturday Night Live or Paul McCartney? And, and it's the same points for, for each of these rounds. So that does not change at all. I feel like I'm a little bit stronger with the SNL, so I'm going to start with SNL. Okay, so uh, before we dive in, tell me, when did you start watching SNL? Do you remember like the first cast or, or sketch that drew you in? The strongest memory I have, early memory, is uh, a compilation that I don't think exists anymore, but it was called the bad boys of SNL. And it was a best of sketches from the Chris Farley, David Spade, Chris Rock, Adam Sandler era, the, the early nineties, mid nineties era. And that alongside those best of DVDs. Now, eventually of course, Will Ferrell, the best of Will Ferrell. I think I memorized most of those like, to be able to perform them at school, but I, I will connect my surge in popularity from all the grades prior up until eighth grade. Eighth grade is when I started quoting Will Ferrell and Chris Farley sketches at lunchtime, and I finally started being cool. And so I attribute SNL to that. And nothing has changed <laughs> since. You, you, you've just maintained that level of cool. One thing I do want to acknowledge is that I think you're the only person I've ever known that has gone to an SNL after party. It's a very schmoozy affair. Uh, nothing is free. You have to pay for all the food and drinks yourself. And it's so packed in there because I've been to four now. Um, only been to the show once, but I've been to four after parties. This is, I'll, I'll brag a little bit. Um, and 
mostly I'm just there to say hi to my friends who work at the show. And then maybe I'm able to get a drink. Um, so how much cocaine did you have? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was different, but I think this is, I think this is the clean years. I think it started with like, uh, the, the cast, like the Forte hater, Tina Fey cast. I don't, those folks were having anxiety attacks before shows. They weren't doing cocaine. You think back to like the oral history book and even like the classic original books about Saturday Night Live and all the stories from them. And it seems like times have changed, Brad. (laughs) I'll tell you, Richard, these guys are, they're snorting Paxil instead of cocaine. All right, Chachi. All right. Thank you so much for stopping by, Dennis. (laughs) That's my my terrible, my terrible, um, Dennis. Well, I, I just I just blanked on his last name. That's Miller. how good Dennis I'm going to be. This. Dennis Miller. Jesus Christ. That's Dana Carvey doing Dennis Miller. All right. Should we dive in to the catered quiz about Saturday Night Live? As long as they're not about Dennis, I don't know his last name, then I think everything will be fine. <laughs> Five questions, actually six, all about Dennis Miller about <laughs> his time on Saturday Night Live. All right. Question number one for 10 points. You're playing for a dime right here. What is the name of the driving cat, the cat who could drive a car? Oh, man. I have seen this. I can picture it. I'm going to talk out loud a little bit here because I'm not going to do final answer. It's... I'm saying Puddles, but I think Puddles is a clown. Mittens, not mittens, the driving cat. Um, puddles. I don't know why that's sticking in my head. I'm going to say this. God damn. Puddles is my final answer. I know it's wrong. Okay, it's not Puddles because you are thinking of that guy who dresses up as a clown. Yes, the clown, the sad singing puddles, clown. Puddles, like the pity performer or something. Yeah, pit, Puddles, the pity clown. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the answer was Toonses. Toonses. Toonses, the driving cat, the cat who could drive a car. So that was 10 points that you missed up, but you can get 10 points because the bonus question is tied to that. <laughs> so which famous SNL writer created Toonses the Driving Cat. I'm pretty sure it was Robert Smigel. Is that also wrong? It's also wrong. <laughs> I was I was looking for Jack Handy, the creator of Deep Thoughts. Jack Handy, okay. So you missed out on question <laughs> one and the bonus 20 points left on the board. It's okay, Brad. Do I owe you got... 20 cents? Is that what, the, what happens now? Maybe I found the cork here. The questions just get really hard. (laughs) (laughs) Like impossible Passive income for you? Slightly passive income? If I don't have a sponsor, this is how I can make money. The guests, the (laughs) contestants pay me. All right, Brad, a little more modern for question two for 20 points. What is the name of the product being sold in a commercial sketch featuring Tim Robinson and Kevin Hart? It's a type of, it's clothing. Yep. Maybe they're shoes or shirts or shorts. I, I it's it's almost like a um, one of those things that you said is what's being sold. But I'm looking for the particular name of that. The name item. of them. Yep. Yeah, I, I remember the sketch. It, it was um, it was shot a little bit like the opening to uh, Fresh Prince. Yep. And. The thing is that they're question they're asking a question, is it this kind of the? Is it this kind of the? 
and I don't know what the blank, blank, blank is. I think their um, shirts, are they, I don't know, jammy shirts. It's, I, I don't know. I don't know. You're so close. You had the shirts right. It's Z shirts. Z shirts. Is it so... E shirts? No, man. Is it C shirts? Yeah. Yes. Z shirts. Okay. I, I love that that interplay between uh, Kevin Hart and, and Tim Robinson as Tim Robinson gets like progressively annoyed. Like, <laughs> no, it's it's a Z shirt. And Kevin just lists the entire alphabet. Well, then they also, they, they call it back in a later sketch that they're in, in the show, which is such a rarity. Right. Um, in that episode, they, there's a callback and they're in a completely different sketch to that. So didn't remember Z. So we missed question one, the bonus <laughs> and question two. But question three, Brad, is a this or that. You got a 50% oh, chance wow. okay. Great. on this one. And we're going with questions about actors who had the last name starting with MC. So which of these actors, Brad, joined the cast of SNL first? Michael McKean or Mark McKinney? Ooh, that is good. Because they're close. Um... Oh, definitely McKean. Definitely McKean, because McKinney is is 90s Gen X um, kids in the hall. So that wouldn't be 80s. So definitely McKean. You're right. Yeah. But it's very close, actually. Michael McKean joined in 94. And then McKinney was like the following season. Oh, so wow. So they were very close. So it's interesting because I think I thought that McKean, and, and clearly that's not true, but I was lumping McKean in with Guest and Shearer, but they were not together. Guest and Shearer were with Marty Short. That's right. Wow. That's a good question. And it benefited from that, that false association <laughs> yes. that he was on the 80s cast. <laughs> Still wrong. Still kind of wrong. <laughs> By being wrong, it got you the right answer. So That's true. Uh, you're at 30 points, Brad. We're up to question four. Now with question four, and this is going to be the same in the Paul McCartney round, there are two answers here. So I'm looking for both answers. If you get both, you get 40 points. If you only provide one, you get 20 points. If you get none of them, same as the other ones you've gotten wrong, zero points. So <laughs> who were the two performers in the opening sketch of the first episode of Saturday Night Live. It was John Belushi and Michael O'Donoghue. Yes, you did it. Something about the Badger, right? Uh, Wolverine. Wolverine, the, yes. Yep. yeah. He's, he's teaching um, the foreign John Belushi how to say something <laughs> ridiculous. Yep. So you have made it now to 70 points as we approach... Question number five. This is worth 50 points. The final question of this initial Saturday Night Live round. When Tom Hanks joined the Five Timers Club, this future presidential candidate also appeared in the sketch. Who am I talking about? Hanks got five timers, I think, in the early 90s. Yes. Um, it would make the most sense if it was Trump. I don't think that's as surprising of an answer. So, um, not but maybe Bob Dole? I don't think Clinton did. Or Ralph Nader, maybe? Hmm. Boy, this is... I mean, I don't think it was anybody else. I would, I, I would guess Trump. It's got to be... I would... Trump. Final answer. You said his name. 
Nader. It was God. Ralph Nader. It was Ralph Nader. He, he had hosted the show previously, not like the episode before, but he had been a past host. So in the sketch, he's trying to get into the Five Timers Club. And they're like, no, no, no. You have to host it at least five times. You only have done it once. So Ralph Nader is there in the 1990 episode in which Tom Hanks is inducted. He, he was the only other one who I, in, in my mind, I'm like, that's a possibility. But I just felt like... I don't know. That felt like a stretch to me. I, for, I forgot that he hosted, kind of. After the first round here with Saturday Night Live, you are at 70 points. We'll have one more Saturday Night Live question coming up later, but now let's move things over to the other side of the sheet with my questions about Paul McCartney. So, Brad, tell me, how did you get into Paul McCartney? My dad was a big Beatles fan. Uh he just he was and and my first my first memory my first conscious memory on earth is watching the hilarious movie help starring the beatles and uh it's i still watch it like once a year on my birthday and i think i just think it's a, I, I think it's an amazing film I, uh, most people like hard days night more i'm a, i'm a help guy but the beatles have been uh they taught me what good music was. I, I learned how to sing to the Beatles. I learned to, to play music, to be a drummer to the Beatles. And McCartney has become a recent obsession just because he's more, he's just been out there. Like he did a huge press tour for his album, Egypt Station, uh, a few years ago. And then I've seen him live twice, incredible shows. And then of course the McCartney one, two, three and, and the get back stuff. He's just, he's just been out telling stories and, and I'm, I'm here for all of them. I'll agree. He's amazing. Uh, I've seen him here at the baseball stadium, 100 plus degrees out, humid, kept his jacket on the whole time, did not take a bathroom break no. or anything, didn't even see him drink water. That's the same thing. I, I, he's he's playing with no opener for over two hours, and I never see that guy take a drink of water. It's insane. Do you have a, a favorite song of the huge catalog of his? I think the song that I love the most is I Will from the White Album. But I think that um, pretty much anything from from Band on the Run, I think that's the best album of any Beatle post the Beatles. And I think it's better than a lot of Beatles albums. Yeah. So let's dive in with the catered quiz about Paul McCartney. Question number one. Wings did the theme song for which James Bond film? Live and Let Die. You got it. Now, the bonus Tunes. question. <laughs> what band did a cover of Live and Let Die for their 1991 album, Use Your Illusion 1? Guns N' Roses. Guns N' Roses, you got it. So, right off the bat, probably a much easier question, <laughs> but still, 20 points to add to your 70 from the first round. You are up to 90 points. Moving on to question number two. Paul McCartney appears at the end of the music video for They Don't Know, a song performed by this individual who is perhaps best known for her sketch comedy series. Tracy Ullman? Yes, you got it. Was it the back half of the clue that, that tipped you yeah, off? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, I would not have known that he appeared in a Tracy Ullman video. She did music? I didn't she even did know music. that. It's from 1983, and she he's at the very end of the video, like, uh, in, the, in the car with her, and he's just kind of, like, bopping his head. 
Is that how she became famous? She was a musician first and then became a comedian? I think she had done acting and like sketch comedy. Because I think she did stuff with the guy from uh, from Drop Dead Fred, Rick Mayall. I think she had done some comedy with him. And, oh, okay. But at some point, they're, and they don't know. You should listen to it. It's a pretty good song. I think you'll like it. Okay. All right. So after that, Brad, you are now... You've passed the the dollar mark. You are at 110 points, and you've made it to question number three. Paul is dead, man. Miss him, miss him, miss him. Can be heard when playing the end of which Beatles song backwards? Revolution number nine or I'm So Tired? Revolution number nine makes way more sense. I don't remember the end of I'm So Tired having like a an outro that was full of din. I, I would guess number nine, Revolution number nine. There is a, a hidden message if you play Revolution number nine backwards, but it's not Paul is dead, man, miss him, miss him, miss him. That is at the end of I'm So Tired. So God, you're going to have to listen now to I'm So Tired. And now that I've pointed it out, you will hear right at the end. It's you'll, you'll hear like there's some backwards talk right at the end of the song. <sighs> That's such a good quiz question because it's, again, revolution number nine makes so much more sense. It's kind of like the Donald Trump thing. It's like, yeah, you're very good at this, Rick. That's 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 such a good question because I just don't, I don't remember. That's such a simple song. I don't remember anything else. You would not think that there's a a secret message in it. Uh, Revolution number nine, I think it's like, turn me on, dead man, if you play like parts of it backwards, but it's. Both it, about dead things. Yeah, because there was the whole Paul is dead rumor in the mid to late 60s, and the Beatles, like, played into that. I mean, it's still, people People on TikTok are still playing into that. Like, they're still, and, and, and here's the thing. <laughs> you can't listen to his output from the, the 70s and beyond and go, no, that's some other Paul McCartney. That's some other guy. It's like, you can't. You can't have a second Paul McCartney. That doesn't that doesn't happen. I thought you were about to say. So here's the thing. I mean, he's clearly been dead for fifty <laughs> plus years, right? I mean, I'm not alone in this, right? All right. Moving on to question number four. What are the two songs that Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson performed together that were released as singles? Now there was a third song called "The Man." But that was on Pipes of Peace. It was not released as a single. I'm just looking for the two that were released as a single. One was on Thriller. The other was on Pipes of Peace. Well, The Girl's Mind's definitely the one from Thriller. That's right. So that's 20 points right there. You remember, it's 20 points per correct answer here. Yeah. Pipes of Peace is not an album I'm very knowledgeable of. But I recently saw a post about this other song because of the big story between the two with Michael so-called taking the Beatles uh, uh, song rights. But apparently there's two sides to it. A lot of people say that Paul actually, he, he had a lot of chances to do it. He just thought it was too expensive and wouldn't do it. So it wasn't really, it, no one no one stole it from him. He was just being too cheap. So Yeah, and the other thing is he was dead at the time, so he couldn't. <laughs> So this is all me stalling. I don't know the second song on Pipes of Peace. The second song was Say, Say, Say. Oh. 
I've heard of that one. Yeah. I don't know it too well, but yeah. All right. So you did get 20 points there. So you're up to 130. And now question number five for 50 points. In a song from the album Tug of War and a song that, you know, the same song appears in the film, Give My Regards to Broad Street, mm. McCartney sings, I got quite a lot from blank, big BD. What does BD stand for? It is what that that blank part is, but he calls it big BD. You know, we talk about BDE these days, but he was talking about big BD. Enough talk about BDE. How about more talk about MBE, like the medal that he got from the queen? <laughs> um, what does BD mean? I got. Can you say the question? Like the, yeah, I got the a lot is, of money. I got quite a lot from blank. Big B D. Oh, I was gonna say Buddy Holly. I know he's a big fan of him. Um, B D. Really don't know. I can't even guess. Uh, it it wasn't Buddy Holly, even though Buddy Holly. A lot of people don't realize he has a silent D at the start of his name. <laughs> Buddy. Buddy. Uh, this Holly. song is wild. If you ever see, give my regards to Broad Street. This is like is like a five six minute segment. Uh, BD stands for ballroom dancing. Oh God! So the song is ballroom dancing made a man of me, and it's all about how he loved ballroom dancing as a child. So I've watched a great YouTube essayist who's I forget what his name is, but he does a lot of, on the Beatles, and he did a twenty-minute breakdown of "Give My Regards to Broad Street" and just explained the movie, which I was so much better because I. I feel as though no one should probably see that film. Like that's what's interesting about it too. I don't know if he, he didn't direct it, right? I don't think he directed that film. I don't think, but he, I'm sure he kind of did. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's some really great songs in there. And I mean, it's Paul McCartney music to begin with, but like there's a version of silly love songs. That's really good. And then, um, uh, no more lonely nights. Uh, it has like a ballad version of it. And then the end credits, have like this like funky version of no more lonely nights which it, even though it's not a good movie you know how sometimes a movie ends with such a good song that you're like yeah like you feel good <laughs> coming out of the movie very strong ending song for not a very good movie but the ballroom dancing sequence is my favorite part of the film i mean it sounds i don't know why it's it's reminding me of the the big roller skate dancing from xanadu like that's what i it's like it's like it doesn't fit with anything else in the movie yeah it no it kind of it like it's like a big like ballroom like theater type setting mm -hmm. that this wild song takes place at so after the first two rounds you are at 130 points we will come back in just a moment for the final two questions with Brad Gage. Hey, it's Rick Hanschke here with the Catered Quiz. Just wanted to take a moment as we set up for the doubler and the required risk to let you know that if you are listening to this episode of the Catered Quiz on a podcast platform such as Spotify or Apple Podcasts, do yourself a favor and go and search for Real Feels right now. That is Brad Gage's podcast. Add it to your listening queue and check it out because Brad is an incredible host and does an amazing job getting his guests 
to open up and be vulnerable talking about gender issues, masculinity, mental health, worth your time, real feels. All right, my team is giving me the signal. We are all set. Let's go back for the final two questions with Brad Gage. All right, we are back with Brad Gage for the final two questions. So Brad, I don't know if you remember, I explained up top. Final two questions. The first is called the doubler, where it's a risk-free chance to double your score. And then after that is the required risk where you must wager at least one point. As always with the quiz, it's your decision. What would you like to do for the doubler? Paul McCartney or Saturday Night Live? Uh, Saturday Night Live. Okay. So the risk-free question here, the doubler. To double your score from 130 to 260. Yes. This actor was a Best Supporting Actor nominee at the Academy Awards and the Golden Globes a decade, more than a decade, before joining the cast of Saturday Night Live for one season in 1985. He, he, joined, he joined the cast in 1985. Mm-hmm. So 75 was... Yeah, I think it was like 1973 that he was nominated for the Academy Award. Joined for one season. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I know... So I know a few of the people who joined for one season. Of course, it was Downey Jr. and Anthony uh, Edwards. Is that what? Anthony Edwards? You're thinking no. of Anthony Michael Hall. A Anthony Michael Hall, mm -hmm. thank you. It's yep. not either of them. And... Billy Crystal, Martin Short, both I think did one season each. And who else did one season and was a big name? Academy Award nominee? Yes, it's legitimately shocking. When I first, this is like my favorite <laughs> SNL trivia question. So I, that's how much I respect you that I'm using it up right here, right wow. now, right out of the gate. And only one season. I mean, I don't know who else was only on for one season. It was like, it was Marty and Billy. So I think I'm going to say Billy Crystal. It's not Billy Crystal. It's Randy Quaid. What? Randy Quaid. <laughs> Uh, was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor for his role in the film The Last Detail. It's a Jack Nicholson film. Yeah. I've never seen it. I've heard it's really good. Randy I, Quaid. So are you telling me Randy Quaid paved the way for Dennis Quaid? I I mean, no. I, I think I think Dennis like got the more notoriety, but Randy was, but was getting roles too in the 70s. And wow. this was after, so he joined the cast of SNL after being in Vacation as Cousin Eddie. Huh. That is an incredible piece of SNL trivia. Yeah, I, one wow. that I don't think it's talked about enough. So I'm glad that the, this episode of the Catered Quiz will, will bring that awareness. That is, that is so, that is such a good morsel. I can't. Thank you. Like that, that I, 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 I am blown away. I think, I do think that is, I mean, I think probably Lauren's not the biggest Randy Quaid fan, but like. I'm really hoping that Randy Quaid will join the catered quiz because I'd love to talk his politics. I think he's got a lot of great <laughs> ideas. 
Is he still on the lam? Where is he? I think he's back. I thought he returned to the country at some point. Um, okay. So you missed the doubler right there, but you've got one final question. You're at 130 points. I got to double it. I think, I think my brain is ready. My body is ready. Risking yes. it all. This is for all my quiz wizards out there. That's what I called because, you know, when you're hosting a H, uh, HQ style show, you got to have your own nickname. Final question, Brad. While not a huge hit in the United States, this was at the top of the UK singles chart in Christmas 1977 and was the first single to sell over 2 million copies in the UK as part of a double A-side release with Girls' School. Now, I also did say that this song was the top of the charts in Christmas 1977. Just want to clarify right off the bat, we are not talking about Wonderful, Wonderful Christmas, Christmas Yeah, I, I had a feeling it wasn't that easy. Yeah. 77. 1977, not a huge hit here in the United States, but was part of a double A-side release with Girls' School that was the first to sell over 2 million copies in the UK. 77. And it wasn't big here. No. I mean, I think it charted like in the 30s here. Not, I mean, it was a hit there. Not yeah. really in the United States. I know so much more about this earlier stuff. And this is like mid. This is post-band on the run. Um it's pre-ballroom dancing. It is pre-ballroom <laughs> dancing. Like, I would guess it's Red Rose Spirit Speedway, but I also don't know the songs on that album very well. Um, but I guess it's from that. Might be wrong. I'm going to say, what is that song? To me. God, I don't know. No. Te temporary Secretary. I'm sure it's not that. It is not temporary secretary, no. Brad. You've, you've lost everything. <laughs> a song that uh, I got this, the album Wingspan. It had like the whole career of Paul McCartney. And I heard this song and I was like, boy, that's a song I'd like to have at my funeral. Mull of Kintyre. Oh, Mull you know of Kintyre. I, I believe I know it. I've heard it, I know, but I don't know. Okay, I just thought it was like some deep cut album track. I had no idea that it was like a huge hit there. Um, Mold of Kintyre, yeah, just not, just out of, completely out of my purview. Uh, Brad, I, <laughs> I'm so sorry, but you will not be having any lunch-changing amount of money from this uh, experience <laughs> on the catered quiz. Did you still have fun though? Did you have a good time? I love that. This is this is like trivia is already fun. And learning through trivia is fun, but this it's it's curated. It's for me, and it's it got me very excited at the beginning to just go, "Am I as good as I think I am?" And the answer is no. <laughs> I'm not as smart as I think I am. I'm not as good as I think I am. And gosh darn it, um, people hate me. Yeah, I do expect to get a lot of letters from this episode of just you know I did not like that guy who was on that bread game. <laughs> <laughs> Also, make sure you drop your mailing address for letters. Uh, Brent, what, what do you have going on? What do you want to tell people about as we wrap up your experience here 
on the catered quiz. Well, believe it or not, folks, I am uh, no longer doing comedy, and I uh, auditioned for SNL through videotape twice almost 10 years ago at this point. So that is not my career. What I do now is I make podcasts and web series around modern masculinity and and uh, and, and kind of making up a, a more positive uh, figure, uh, an idea of what men can be in... Uh, in the 2020s, and that's uh, at Real Feels Project or realfeels.com, or um, probably just check out Real Feels on YouTube. That's probably the best place. Before we sign off, Brad, can I get a taste of your audition tape? What, what did you put on there? Oh my God, I did. I put, well, I, you know, I, I did my, uh, my Mark Marin. Pow! I shit my pants. Uh, we, we, we good? Are we, are we, are we okay? We good? Um, you know, I did him. I did, Werner Herzog, um, I think I was, I was, I was, I was looking for something. I, I, I like to describe the sandwich that I had for lunch. Um, you know, those are my celebs. I think I did a terrible Ed Sheeran, uh, cause you know, gotta lean into the redhead thing. And then a couple original characters, you know, you see the audition tapes of other people and you go, yeah, <laughs> pretty good. Those are pretty good. You know, uh, I think you might have gotten it, though. I, I don't want to twist this knife. I think you might have gotten it if you had done your impression of Dennis. <laughs> you know, Dennis don't know his last name. All right, Chachi. <laughs> Freezing up on the audition tape, just going into it. Forgetting the name, just spend the entire time. God, what is that guy's last name? I hold on, I almost got it. I wonder if anyone's ever been like, they're literally like, okay, you're done. Okay, you're done. You can get off. Well, Brad, okay, you're done. Get off. Thank you so much <laughs> for joining the catered quiz. Thank you, Rick. This was such a delight to see you and uh, to prove to myself that I still have a lot to go in this life. So there you have it. Another edition of the Catered Quiz is in the books. Our leaderboard for the Tournament of High Scores remains the same. Mitch DeSantis is in first with 610 points. In second is Elise Bartel with 510. Hanging on to that final third spot is Joe Pickett with 501. Thank you to you for listening to this episode of the Catered Quiz. But I appreciate your support listening to every episode of the Cater Quiz. If you haven't heard them all, catch up. If you are all caught up, look for new episodes every Tuesday. This thing has legs, and I appreciate your support.